Yo, welcome to Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra, aka Grande Steve76 on the sticks. And we are going to bring you NFL injury news, NFL fantasy news, how the injuries are playing into your fantasy value, your weekly fantasy lineups, DFS lineups, best ball lineups. We're going to talk it all. I got my dude. Danny on the other end of the line with me, and uh, Jimmy, Big Jim, is our producer. We do have a third host, uh, Rashawn, who actually worked in the NFL and um, Michigan State, a couple other cool places, but he just kind of went missing 10 minutes ago and <laughs> is completely MIA, hasn't said a word to us, so he is either dead and will never join this podcast or... Um, he will be reprimanded at a later time. So, without further ado, um, we want to bring you this because we think we have an edge in di- uh, prognosing and understanding NFL injuries. And we hear a lot of questions just from, you know, people on Twitter and on uh, from our friends and stuff about, you know, certain injuries or they say something and we're like, well, actually, and we sound like kind of douchebags, but at the end of the day, we're um, right more often than not, so we thought we'd record it and write it down. So we're going to start the episodes with NFL injury news. We're going to talk about different topics each week, like the COVID protocols for the NFL this year, how that's going to affect uh, your players if they're out. We're going to talk concussions. We're going to talk um, return to play protocols. We're going to talk sports psychology. We're going to hit it all. And hopefully we'll have some guests. We're also going to do gambling picks because I'm a total degenerate and fantasy football ties right in. So we'll end the show. We're each going to do our locks of the week and we're going to keep track of that and see who comes out on top. So let's just get right into it. NFL injury news. Obviously, Carson Wentz, his ankle is... It's done. He's got 10 to 12 weeks to heal up that displaced bone in his foot that got surgically removed. Basically, it, it sounds like a bone spur was in there. Some some dislodged part of his fifth metatarsal, which is the end of your foot or the, the most lateral part of your foot, the fifth bone underneath your pinky toe. So they, they did surgery on that and obviously just standing on a foot that just had a bone removed probably isn't going to work too well and feel too good, let alone cutting left and right and running for your life, which Carson Wentz will have to do because Quentin Nelson, his offensive guard, is also out with an injured foot and will probably miss some games at the start of the season. Um, another, another lineman is also injured, and if so if they get one more offensive line injury, um, they're going to be done and (laughs) i'm gonna let my i'm gonna let my dude danny um pop in and share his thoughts on the colts as well as introducing himself because i'm a dick and didn't let him say anything in the intro (laughs) it's all good yeah i thought we were starting with uh credentials but we can uh 
we can jump right into the, uh, it's the, the first scene. episode. <laughs> we're, we're not experienced with this. And like Steve said, we are very, uh, very degenerate. So I, uh, I'm Danny. I'm a physical therapist and I am also a degenerate, but a footballing degenerate. Um, yeah, the, the Colts are the Colts whole offense. I would, uh, I would steer clear of unless you get them at a great value because who knows who's going to be quarterbacking it. Maybe they'll trade for Jacoby Brissett or Nick. If we go with uh, Jacob Eason or who, who knows what's going on, but that, that offense is going to be in dysfunction, missing linemen and with no quarterback, uh, Jonathan Taylor is still going to get a lot of volume, but even when Wentz comes back, like Steve was saying, he still is going to be uh, at least somewhat hindered. Um, it's going to take a little bit for him to get back, you know, his, his uh, lateral, agility and, and his ability to cut and drive off of that foot so that's going to uh hinder definitely hinder the colts offense um yeah yeah so. i wouldn't take i wouldn't take jonathan taylor until the second or he's gonna go it in the second round i would just avoid it there's too many other great players in the first two rounds uh, I wouldn't touch Jonathan Taylor really, but he's the only Colt I would touch. I would absolutely avoid all the receivers because no matter who the quarterback is, the, the whole interior offense is a mess. So, and to, and to backtrack as well, I, I've done five years of athletic training. I went to University of Akron and with Danny, and I also went to Murray State University where I worked with the football team, the baseball team. I worked uh, high school football as well, all sorts of sports. And now I pivoted to occupational therapy because athletic training doesn't pay shit. So I wanted to actually make enough money to live comfortable, and athletic training wasn't going to do that for me. Unfortunately, I wish it did because I loved that job. But here I am. And here we are. We're going to get back into it. Kenny Galladay. Seems like he pulled his hamstring. Seems like a lot of Giants are hurt in that uh, scrum they got into for a loose ball. Some linemen got in a fight on top of their franchise quarterback. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about Kenny Galladay as far as draft value goes or ADP goes. I would definitely... I would I would wait until I wouldn't get him at ADP either. I would just try to scoop him up if he slips by. I think they're going to spread the ball around in that offense, and I think Daniel Jones is going to um, use his feet a lot more. Kenny Galladay is definitely going to be a top twenty receiver, though. So what do you, what do you think? Where do you think Kenny Galladay finishes if his hamstring stays relatively healthy? That's a big if for me. I mean, obviously the production's there when healthy, but he I got burned by Galladay last year. He missed most of the season with the same hamstring injury, so I don't know. I'm uh I'm pretty low on Kenny Galladay as well, especially in that Giants offense. I don't know what it's gonna be like, but Yeah, but yeah he, he sounds like he's gonna be the next Will Fuller. He's gonna pull his hamstring every season right. and miss half the season. But when he is playing, he's gonna light it up. But Absolutely. hamstrings, yeah, yeah, hamstrings usually don't come around at the NFL level if they're already at hurt during the season. They need the hamstring. You need good four weeks to to really get those muscle fibers back in in place for that 
elite athlete level. And finally, we're going to talk about a couple quarterbacks here. Joe Burrow. Everyone just is acting like Joe Burrow is good to go. The the medical team said he's good to go. The owner said he's good to go. He must be good to go. Wrong. Maybe I'm not wrong, but it sure seems like he, he had a unhappy triad, and you can fill in any gaps I miss here, but an unhappy triad is when you tear or partially rupture your MCL, your ACL, and your medial meniscus, and those are three crucial parts to your knee. It's not like he just tore his ACL, and, and ACLs are kind of down pat now to to where we can rehab them, and we know a guy's going to be back in 9 to 12 months. Unhappy triad, it's very risky to come back before 12 months to give all of those tissues enough time to heal properly. I don't care how much of a freak athlete he is. He's never been hurt before like this. It's a very risky injury to be coming back on too early, and it's your franchise quarterback you're fucking with here. Uh, I don't think it's the right idea to get him back into things. I would have given him the whole this whole year off, tank again, get another top first-round guy, and then you're really, you've got another piece to really be a contender. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm a I'm low on Joe Burrow as well, which which I'm a I'm a I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, so that's tough to tough to swallow. But uh, yeah, he I read he had some PCL damage as well. So I mean, at that point, you're you're basically talking a Willis McGahey kind of knee. But the uh, you know the the recovery is not what it once was. The surgery surgery and recovery is definitely. I mean, some of these guys are getting back six to nine months these days, but but yeah, with the extent of the damage, that's off ACL. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, is as as uh, yeah. I I mean, as a Steelers fan, fuck the Bengals, but I love Joe Burrow. I I hope he doesn't get rushed back too soon and have a RG three kind of fallout. But we'll see. I'm 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 uh yeah I'm low on Joe Burrow this year as well. I bet LSU Moneyline every single game his senior year, and <laughs> it worked out fantastically. I will always love Joe Burrow, even if he's a Bengal. But yeah, I, and that's why I hate to see him out like this because it's, I, I just don't, it's, it makes me nervous. So all of you out there who really are taking uh, a lot of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in like the third and fourth round, you you could be having um some nobody be thrown to him again that them uh again this year don't like it finally Dak Prescott uh injured shoulder seems like it's just a twinge i i don't like that word either he his shoulder's not up to par up to snuff so he's sitting out for the hall of fame game He's sitting. He's been sitting out all week, basically, but except for seven on sevens. I don't think this is great news for Dak because when you're coming back from a season-ending injury like that, you've already got it in your head. Like, what if what happens if I make one more wrong cut? And he didn't even get hit to get hurt, so he's really got to be thinking like, man, I can't get hurt again. This is this is my whole livelihood. This is my this is my career here. If I get hurt two years in a row and Already we see he's got something up with his shoulder. So, I, you know, I don't think 
I think he'll be all right, though. This does, the shoulder definitely doesn't seem like an issue. The ankle definitely seems good to go. He was the the videos I saw of him in training camp so far. He looked completely fine. I would still take Dak at whatever. If you're if you're into Dak and the Cowboys, I would take them in best ball now because they are about to be on hard knocks. That's gonna bump up their ADP a lot. So Dak should be good to. Wrap up with that. The Hall of Fame game is tonight. If you're listening to this on day one, any day one people out there, Hall of Fame game should be a stinker, a snoozer, but I'm still taking the over, over 32 and a half. Lock it in. I love it solely because of the Steelers. Steelers are um, having that quarterback battle between Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph knows he's getting cut. He knows he is putting out film right now for all the other NFL teams, and that he knows the Hall of Fame game, that big national game, is going to be his time to shine to start the game. And then old Dewey Haskins is going to come in, and it sounds like he's going to be our next franchise quarterback. I'll just say that right now. And and then uh, Dobbs is gonna stink it up for the last uh, I don't know quarter quarter and a half. I think I think they each throw a touchdown though, and that's over half of the points right there. And C.D. Lamb's playing, so I I just like the over. We segue into me. Is this is this yeah. my time? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so just uh, going back to Dak, I'm with Steve. I'm not too worried about Dak, even if he's not 100%, um, you know, even as criticized as he has been in his career. The fantasy production has always been there, and that, that offense is just loaded with weapons. So I think he'll still put up numbers, so I'm, I'm fine with Dak. Um, back to the Hall of Fame game, I will be there, which is uh, pretty, pretty neat. Uh, pretty excited to see... Palomalu get inducted and and he Bring had to come down. Uh, nosebleeds, but I mean it's not a big stadium. It's Bring your binoculars. Yeah, but uh, yes, I was pretty much went just for Palomalu, and now he might not even be there. So we'll see how that goes. Thanks, COVID. Um, with with it already have been pushed back a year, but yeah, I uh, excited to see what the uh, see what the Steelers night. What's that? Football is back. Hey, football is back. See what the Steelers' ninety-man roster is all about. See what these uh, fringe fringe roster guys are. Well, Najee, they said Najee's going to play in every preseason game, which is just stupid to begin with. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah, get Najee hurt in freaking August. Yeah, it's but, not uh, like running backs don't get smothered when <laughs> they go down. <laughs> I think uh, personally, I think Dobbs gets cut. I think Rudolph sticks out through the year. I, I still think Rudolph. Just with his experience is gonna be his experience with Pittsburgh is gonna he's gonna be the number two QB for this year. But yeah. I hope Haskins keeps progressing and staying away from the the strip clubs and stuff and And his wife. Hopefully, hopefully he's the <laughs> Yeah, and uh hopefully his wife doesn't throw any more haymakers, but hoping Haskins from the shoulders forward. and the hands and uh we're good. Kick yeah. him in the balls all you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh or you know, Aaron Rodgers free agent next year. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how how that plays out. But I think we're in we're in good hands regardless. Yeah, I'm I'm completely 
in on the Steelers again. I took them over eight and a half wins for the season. And I will be betting football every week. I already have a ton of best ball drafts. I hope you all out there are getting prepared for your season-long drafts. Our producer, Jimmy, says Browns 11-plus wins. And feel free to chime in whenever you like, Jimmy. I think that'd be a great addition to the show. Um, the Browns are not going to win 12 games. Uh, uh, out of uh, 17 yeah, games? Yeah, you got the 17. I still, I'm still, I'm saying more close to 500, but we'll see. I think Odell Beckham's going to be another problem again. I, he because every season, every season he's like, "Oh, I'm all in. This, I'm ready to go. It's gonna be great. I love my team. I love Cleveland." And then shit starts going south, and uh, two seconds later he's pouting on the sideline, and then two weeks later he's like half-assing it at practice. It's yeah. the same old story. I he do. Got, he can't be spending two million dollars on some molars, man. <laughs> I do love the Nick Nick Chubb contract as a Steelers fan. Not that Nick Chubb's not a fantastic running back, but paying a running back never works out. Look at look at Todd Gurley, still getting uh getting paid by the Rams here, and he's not even in the league right now. But well, Cleveland. Th- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say Nick Chubb. To my knowledge, never had a a bad injury, and Kareem Hunt's there as that backup role. So. Chubb had, a, Chubb had an ACL in college plus the MCL last year. He's got yeah, he's go. got some injury history, but I mean not the I mean I'm not I'm not doubting his production, but Cleveland has three million in cap space for next year, so that's I mean they're gonna have to. I'm, I'm assuming Odell and Landry are both gonna be gone. That'll clear out thirty million for him. Odell will have no de- dead money, while Landry I think has like a million and a half or something. So I don't picture either of them being there with the current cap situation, but we'll see. Pittsburgh pulled a lot of strings this year, so I'm sure Cleveland has some uh, moving around to do, but they also got to extend Baker. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited either way. I Football. 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 <laughs> Penn State, and, number one recruiting uh, class now. Did you see that? That text you? Yeah. Uh I don't know how well that's going to hold up with, you know, a guy that can't manage the clock or timeouts <laughs> or the two-minute warning. Well, not two-minute yeah. warning, but um, the the no huddle. And we seem to just get screwed every year no matter what for Penn State. So Danny and I are both um, diehard Penn State Steeler combo fans, Pennsylvania guys that live in Ohio, lived <laughs> – uh, Joe Pa, <laughs> I know, Joe Pa knew, but he did what he had to do. He told his superior, and he was just too innocent of a soul to to just put that in his mind. He couldn't believe it was true, so he just ran it up the chain and and washed his hands of the situation. We're 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 opening a bag of worms. <laughs> I'll go on for days. Like, I mean, Joe, Joe Pa did not like Jerry Sandusky, which is why he was no longer with the team. That's that's a little known fact. They 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 feuded for a long time, but I digress. Uh, this is this is a, a sixty minute bitch fest. We're so. about to get we're about <laughs> to get canceled on our first episode. Joe Paul did what he needed to do. University administrators covered it up. President, yeah. vice president, 
AD. They're all, they all went to jail. Yep. Fuck them. And I want to be on the record saying I, I do not support this podcast does not support diddling kids or <laughs> any of the like. But Joe Pod did did what he had to do as his uh as his responsibilities and, and we'll just leave it at that. And they should put yeah, the so statue back up downtown. Jimmy is uh Jimmy's typing messages to us, which is how we got on the Joe Pa train. He said Joe Pa knew. We we were not planning on talking about Joe Pa. He got us started on he Re- knows rest, how to... in, rest in peace, Joe. Yes. yes. Four oh nine forever. Yeah. All right, so we'll finish up with uh, UFC picks. It's UFC 265 this weekend. Um, I love UFC. I got into it heavy right before the pandemic, about a year before the pandemic, and then obviously it was the only thing to watch and got into it a lot more. I still don't know. Like, There's too many damn guys to keep track of in UFC. So um, I wouldn't put too much value in our in my picks particularly, but we're all going to give out some picks for the main card here for the pay-per-view. And I'm going to start, we're all going to do three picks here. So my top three picks for UFC 265 in order from uh, love it to really love it is Song Yadong, love him this weekend. And also on that same tier, I also love Angela Hill this weekend. I think, She's had a couple losses. I think she's going to bounce back here and get a win on the pay-per-view card. Finally, got to go with the underdog. My balls is hot, Derek Lewis. What's not to love about a heavyweight main event fight where you got you can get a guy at plus 275? Anything can happen in the heavyweight fight. Derek Lewis probably should have lost his last two fights maybe three fights, but he always finds a way to win. And I think he's going to beat up uh, Cyril Gaon and get that lucky knockout strike against him. So even for the main event there, I'm going to say Derek Lewis wins in the third round. I'm done. Yeah, I uh, just a disclaimer here. My UFC knowledge is not not anywhere near my... uh, my football knowledge so so don't uh you know don't <laughs> don't sell your kidney on the black market to place this bet but uh my first pick i'm definitely going i'm gonna i'm gonna copy steve and go with song yadong just because his last name's yadong and i and for no other reason uh i got jose aldo big as well for no reason i've just seen him fight before and i'm i'm gonna go against steve and go with uh gain in the in the heavyweight in the heavyweight fight Big Jim, you got some picks for us? Hey, I finally get a chance to get on the mic. Kind of feel like uh, Diddy, you know, producer on the mic finally. Honestly, uh, you know, I'm just here to make sure this podcast gets out to people since you guys really don't know shit about computer and the things. I only really wanted to do this so I could say, uh, Derek, my balls was hot, Lewis. So I'll go with uh, Derek Lewis, we'll say Jose Aldo, and then I agree with Danny's take on Song Yadong, so I'm going to take Song Yadong as well. All three of us are on Song Yadong, so you should probably fade us and 
actually win some money. Yeah, um, that's, the, that's the smart option. <laughs> no, I, I, I think he, he, you know, and if you look at the guy he's fighting, his name is Casey Kenny. That name is stupid as fuck. And he also has a stupid smile. So you dong all the way. Um, I'm also going to be doing, check out our Twitter and Instagram pages. I'll have UFC DFS lineups available for that before the fight night. We're going to tweet out all of our, you know, any important information, injury news-wise. We may not be the first to be reporting on it, but we're definitely going to be reporting on how it's going to impact fantasy football and, and bets. So look out for the Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a retweet. Give us a shout out and let us know how we can improve and what you'd maybe like to hear us talk about. I appreciate everybody listening to this. Jimmy's going to plug our, our social media pages and we will see you next week after week one of preseason NFL football. Well, uh, probably should have plugged these before you gave that grand finale, but uh, you can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at return to play pod. All right. Peace.